I mean, we'll go into that where I think a lot of people have a true, honest fear of commitment in one in their lives generally. And therefore they don't want to, they don't want to commit to anything. Like just like, if you tell them, Hey, they'll give you excuses. I'm Raphael. I'm Cecil. Welcome to Family Man Building the Brand, the podcast that explores what it means to be a father, husband, and a businessman. Join us as we talk to entrepreneurs that are winning at home and in business. Join us as we talk about their journeys, family life, and tips for success. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Family Man Building a Brand podcast. I am your host, Cecil Williams. And I'm Raphael Say. So today's episode is going to be one of those, man. We're going to be talking about mindset. And as like Ralph and I started this podcast, one of the things we, one of the reasons we started this podcast was to be able to help entrepreneurs, dadpreneurs, mompreneurs, people who are starting families, who have established families, who are thinking or in some stage within the entrepreneurial life cycle. And they need to figure out certain things. And I think with business owners, entrepreneurs, or anybody looking to do anything in their life, the greatest thing we have to take care of or nurture is our minds. With a great mindset, we're able to get to where we need to get to. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about mindset and what it takes to get you to that over the hump or get you to the next level at every stage of your business or within your family circles and stuff like that. So. Right. I mean, you know, sense that like, it's really, it's really key that we tackle both sides of the spectrum, uh, mindset Most from yeah. an entrepreneurial perspective and mindset from a family perspective, because yeah, those two mindsets on both ends of the spectrum is what gets you to that result. Uh, since we both Pretty know much. how difficult it is to have that entrepreneurial mindset and you're a goal getter and you're going, you got that grind, you got that motivation, you got that gritting, but you know that even when you do hit that result, entrepreneur-wise, you hit that goal as a you know, as a hard worker, it's still not as fulfilling, and you still run through issues from a personal perspective. You can't matter of yeah. access. Uh, I mean, I, I know I've gone through this. The harder I went on business, the more flack I caught because of the lack of imbalance, which again had to be yeah. within and ingrained within my mindset to find that balance and not go so hard on biz. And neglect the family. Now go so hard yeah. on family and neglect the business, man. So I think and I, always, I always tell people the truth is for me, and this is how I've approached things. There is no balance between the two. But over time, if you kind of mean, I, I like to approach things in, with a long, like long term approach, and saying over time you create balance. But in in the short spurts that you are living in the moment. One one thing has to take precedence over the other, so you get to a goal. But over time, it's I mean, it's like a oscillator. It's like stock market. Like over time, they'll say you will make money. But today, this week, you might lose a lot of money. So over time, I kind of like to think of it like okay, maybe this season, maybe this quarter, business is where it's at because I need to get certain foundations together. Next month, okay, I might have to focus on family a little bit to get that balance, but it's not necessarily equal. It might only be for a month. It might be for two months, but that could be enough for what you need to get you back to where you need to be in business and stuff like that. But I mean, you're right. So I just think like mindset and also just mindset to to get to overcome things, because I think a lot of people don't start 
in their entrepreneurial journey because they have a they, there's a certain mindset you have to be able to overcome. I mean, I was reading something or watching something recently where this guy said mindset is one of the most undervalued pieces to the puzzle, and there's a lot of us talk about it, but we don't even understand how important it is. I mean, even if you take religion, I mean, to believe in something. It takes the mind. It takes convincing the mind to believe in something. So, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're going to succeed in entrepreneurship, your mind has to embrace it. And in order for your mind to embrace it, it has to shift. It has to shift from its current beliefs. And for that to happen, for me personally, I think I had to get a coach. I had to get a mentor. It wasn't going to happen just by myself. I mean, because I had certain limiting beliefs to certain things that my circle, and it's nothing against my immediate circle, they didn't want what I wanted. So they couldn't shift, my, help me shift my mind. But I mean, for us as entrepreneurs, you and I are off, we've always had to, I mean, lately, most recently, you have to understand the need for like a coach or a mentor who's already walked that path and gone in that direction to say, this is what you need to do. But I'm also going to, because I think there's the mindset a coach and a, a mentor can give you. But at the end of the day, I still think they're just a guide. But there's you developing your mind enough to say, yo, I'm about to go full shark mode and I got this. Like, I now believe why I need to do this. I now see a path of how I'm going to do this. So, yeah, I mean, that's right. In the very beginning, I I think it's mandatory and it's almost, it's inevitable. That's the term I'm looking for. It's inevitable that you will be out of balance in this yeah. initial phase. It says there's two phases. There's that family man that's aiming to transition to building a brand. Yeah. And there's that man that has a brand that is transitioning and now building a family. And those two immediate phases, it says you yeah. won't be out of balance from the very beginning, man. Why? Because, says I remember Most what I said, bro, when I found out that my first son was on the way, you know, I was out of balance. It was all grind. Get your results, stack up cash, prepare yourself. You have a child on the way and all that stuff. Forget the date nights. Forget the uh, Sundays chilling in. Forget all of that stuff. Right now, it's all about stack the bank account because you're not, you're unsure of what's ahead. Same thing from entrepreneurial yeah, uncertainty. Yeah, uncertainty. You're unsure of what's ahead. You don't you know you don't know what's going on. You're all over the place and things of that sort. So you're out of balance. You know, and sometimes. As well, too, it's kind of cliche within, you know, it's kind of cliche within, you know, the entrepreneurial culture to lose balance from a family perspective where you dump the business and you're all out of balance when you're focused so much on family. And that's, you know, I, I don't think it should be that way, but that way it does occur most. It's easier to get out of balance and let the family do their thing because this business is just so critical that I must put all my well, focus I mean, on that. You know, that's where like sacrifices come right. in and conversations have to ha- have to be had because, I mean, this is not like you got a new job and yeah, you can tell you I got a new job. I got to impress my boss. I mean, this is like your future. Right. This is like this is a, your everything. So ultimately, that conversation has to be had with your significant other. I mean, depending right. on how old your kids are, they have yeah. to understand when it's time for work, when it's time, because you have to explain to them. I mean, and it's not just your immediate family. Sometimes it could be your parents. Sometimes it could be your siblings and everybody understanding like, yo, this is the journey I've embarked on. If I have, if you haven't heard from me, it's not because, but yeah, you still have to also find balance in making sure, yo, 
self-care. At the end of the day, self-care is part of the mindset play that I guess is all too forgotten or ignored. Yeah, it is. That, I mean, I was reading something, you see, if you don't find time for self-care, your body will find time for it. And when your body right. finds it time, be at the it, most it reminds time. you, it might not be the most ideal time. It could be sickness. It could be you yeah. ending up in a hospital. It could be you yeah. having to force to be taking time off from something at the most critical time. So I think that comes into play, but yeah. Yeah, I was there, man. I was there, especially in the very beginning of my franchise journey, Says, You know, I was already a family man that was already been building my bread, per se. We've already launched multiple businesses, things that sort. And as I was entering into that world, Says, like I said in the very beginning of this, you're going to be out of balance. And the one, the one aspect of life that takes the biggest hit is going to be family. Sad to say, but mm -hmm. that's just where the entrepreneur's mindset goes. And I was so out of balance that not only did I neglect family, says I neglected myself. Self-care definitely wasn't something on the on, on my schedule because for me, self-care was a luxury. Self-care was yeah. me enjoying <laughs> me enjoying, you know, a win because I had a great week. For me, self-care and I didn't felt like I deserved that. You know, I just got into this wow. investment, I just got into this venture and all my time needed to go towards stabilizing the ship ASAP versus taking a day off on a Sunday. I felt like, no, that's I'm going against the cold. I should be working on this 24 hours a day. So you easily slip wow. into that, Seth. The, the health issues, the headaches, you know, the brain pain beyond a headache. You know, these things are actually real. I actually faced this. And Seth, I know yeah. you faced it multiple times in the past, but I think you did a better job at getting back into balance than I did. I was just so gung-ho that I, it took me to learn the harsh lessons of, man, you know what? I have no choice but to shut down, go home and sleep for two days and lose whatever income from wherever else because my body said, no, enough is enough. Had I balanced it out, I wouldn't yeah. have had to lose two days of production and things of that sort, man. So that that's a real thing. Getting out of balance sets, especially in, the, in me going through that franchise journey in the very beginning of it was me being all over the place. Sass, I had to put on the HR hat. I had to put on the operations hat. I had to put on the admin hat. I had to put on the uh, management. I had to put on so many different hats that I was so all over the place that you're telling me take time off and go to the beach this weekend? No, HR needs to be paid to. Yeah, no, no, full orders need to be made. No, this needs to be produced. So, you know, I mean, I that's think, a part of my saying. I had to like learn the saying, way and get my mind right. Man. Being all over the place, I mean, it doesn't help. It doesn't, it's not productive. I mean, there's long-term consequences, but even on the short term. Like, I think some days I wake up with anxiety. This is an entrepreneur. I mean, I'm not, other people might wake up with that. I, I mean, because I'm not going to lie. When I had a job, I never had to wake up with any, I mean, like a nine to five. Yeah, I right. never had to wake up with the only anxiety I had to wake up with is waking up knowing that I had to go to my job. <laughs> like, Correct. But Correct. in terms of like what was ahead of me, I had a scope of business on my responsibilities. And I knew just go and repeat it but, or yeah. solve your problems every day. But in entrepreneurship, it's especially when you're starting out, you, you're responsible for everything. And you can you have to be all over the place, but with time you have to learn not to be all over the place and figure out how to control and organize your time. But not even in that instance, I also think being all over the place, I think people want to do multiple things at the same time. And 
They want to be here. They want to be there. They want to, like, sometimes you need to just pull back, like, because you start getting in the thick of things and you want to be everything to your business. You want to be everything to everyone else. You can't be that. You you have to be focused and saying, okay, what am I? You have to be very, you have to be disciplined. You have to be very disciplined. And it's easier said than done. But if you want to get to the next level, you have to find balance and discipline. I mean, it's like even from a mindset perspective, when I say discipline being all over the place, you cannot like you. I mean, I was listening to actually, what's his name? The real estate mogul guy, whatever, blanking out on his name. Anyways, whatever. He said he had to be so disciplined with his lifestyle that you start up in the morning and you see you wake up at six o'clock and you make it a habit and you do it every single day. So it becomes a habit. And then you pick up the kids from school at a certain time, but they have to be in bed by eight o'clock because you can squeeze in eight to nine or eight to 10. Or so for some people, even earlier, they say the kids have got to be in bed by six o'clock or seven o'clock. So from six to eight, you can spend time with your wife. And that's what he was saying, spend time with his wife. And then from eight to 11, he can put in more time and then he's in bed, 12 o'clock, I've got to be shut down. He's being up again at six. Yes, he's not getting the eight hours required sleep, but he finds, look, he has a set time and he's structured. I mean, structure is very boring, but it is, I mean, success is, I was success is slow and boring, but it's important. It's an integral part of what you do to get to where you need to get to. Man, talking about him having a schedule and a system set, Yo, I just, I was listening to a podcast. I forgot what podcast I was listening to. And Rob Deerdeck, mm-hmm. Robin Big. And okay. now he has the show. Have you seen Yo, dude. <laughs> Yo, it don't have standard operating procedures for his life. For his, his lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. His team must follow the SLPs for his life. And Seth, I'm talking about he has not a minute at all. Everyone wonders, how is this guy able to produce I mean, I think he films like so six many episodes shows. of yes. Well, he does so many different things on so many different businesses that are not, I guess, commercially branded. He films five to yeah. six ridiculously. So even the cast members on the show are like clockwork. The minute ah, 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 yeah. shut it down. Next, this at a hey, next episode. Play this. His life has SOPs that his team Bruh. must follow. And that's key, man. Crazy. Entrepreneurial success is needed because nobody else definitely. is going to push you. Yep. Exactly. At your job, your boss alone is your, like, hey, if you don't do this, or maybe get yep. fired <laughs> yep. because yep. you depend on it. But in your business, like, I mean, even your coach can push you. But then yep. I can give you an assignment. If you come next week and you don't do it, I'm like, oh, okay, you can do it. Fine. Okay, yeah. do it again. If you do it, right. like, after a while, they might even fire you and say, well, you're not doing what is required. So nobody's going to push you. So therefore you have to put a level of discipline inside of you. That's going to get you to that. Cause I mean, that's the consequence between failure and success in what you're doing that you truly have to, you I mean, Steve Harvey, like you see the same thing. This dude is shooting a TV. I mean, well, what the radio thing in the morning that syndicated nationwide, he's shooting TV shows. He now has a TV show in South Africa and Ghana. Like, I mean, he's like, how do you do all this stuff? But at the end of the day, his team has to be very structured. His life has to be very structured. And at some point in time, he's doing all of this. I mean, he's achieved some freedom. I mean, but I always say people enjoy doing what they do. And when he stops and he says, I'm not going to do this anymore, 
he's built enough success in his life that he can continue. He can just sail out and just enjoy his life. But he's become a part of our everyday lives, especially for people in media personalities. But for other people who build tools or build products that we use every day that we don't even know who built them, they have to put that level of, of scheduling in their lives or discipline in their lives. And it all starts in the mind because waking up every day at five o'clock is not fun. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. Like Sunday, I mean, some people do it to the point where my wife's thought was telling me she wakes up every day, I think at five in the morning, regardless of what day it is, Monday through Sunday. And I was like, well, don't you even get to sleep in on Sunday? It's like, well, if you make it a habit, you get used to it and you can find time to, to relax at all the times, but you've made the discipline in your life because you have a goal, a desired goal. And I'm just like, okay, well, I need to agree, man. <laughs> on my ancestors, you know, on my end, you know, my kids' school schedule starts at 6 a.m. That starts with waking them up. Wow. Things that sort of, and Seth, don't get me wrong, man. My kids are not going to wake themselves up. Even if I put 10 alarm clocks in there, nah. they're going to take that advantage <laughs> it's on me. So now, since I'm used to being up by 6 a.m., not because I want to, but because I have to. And you know what? Yeah. It worked out for me, man. I, I, when I went to Hawaii, where this is the first time where I went behind the Pacific uh, time. Zone, like five I'm hours. So, so it worked for me, Seth. I'm waking up at, I'm oh, used three, to waking yeah. up 6 a.m. Yeah, three hours. I'm used to waking up on Cali time, but now it's really 3 a.m. over there. So I'm getting to enjoy Hawaii from literally from dusk. I mean, from dawn all the way till dusk because of my body is used to being up at that time. Now, second sense, I know you're you early riser as well, too. You're, yeah, exactly. You're early riser as well, too. You play the markets, you got to get your son ready for school and things of that sort. Assess productivity is increased at this time, waking up that early. I feel like those first three hours of the day, you maximize those three hours of the day as an entrepreneur and you've covered more ground than you would in a great eight hour, nine to five shift. You know, when you first wake up. And when I wake up early yeah. and I go to the gym, it sets the tone for my day because yeah. I think physically, mentally, my mind is exercised and it's ready yeah. to go yeah. Um, versus I when I even start my day late. And like you said, as being with the family, I, yeah. I have the responsibility taking my son to school every day. So it's like I can't even sleep in and make a mistake yeah. and not Correct. take yeah. him. I mean, he <laughs> has to be there later. But I mean... I have a calendar that controls my life. And I mean, when my wife needs me to do something, I tell her, put it on my calendar and schedule it right. so I can be reminded. Because when the stock market opens, I get a reminder that it's about to open when it's opening 30 minutes before it closes, 15 minutes and at the time. Because these are all benchmarks that I have to remember to do certain things. I could really make a huge, I mean, a 15 second reminder could remind me that I'd say I was looking at Apple today, wasn't going to buy all day, but maybe that last 15 minutes, depending on what the trend has done, I'm going to get in for a play. And that play could make a, diff a huge difference by the next day. But I have to look at these things, meetings, being everything, these things that we set, they have to be on calendars of when we record or when we review the work, when we actually put in the work. Like If it doesn't go on my calendar now, I don't remember. And about three years ago, I had no calendar. My, and then my mentor said, you got to get a calendar. You need <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. to schedule your life. And I was like, man, I can't. I don't. I mean, he helped me. He showed me what he did. And he said, just try it this way. Time block and be good with doing these things. And 
as you go along, there are things you're not going to like to do. You're not going to like enforce, remove them. I mean, it's okay. Give yourself grace in doing those things, but you have to stick to a discipline of what you choose, what you've chosen to commit to and, and not be all over the place. I mean, and that brings us to like the, this idea of like a fear of commitment. I mean, we'll go into that where I think a lot of people have a true, honest fear of commitment in one in their lives generally and therefore they don't want to they don't want to commit to anything like just like if you tell them hey they'll give you excuses oh i can't do this because of that i can't do this because of that i mean whether it's in their relationships i mean we've been married for you've been married for 10 years and i've been married for five going six so we've been with our lives for much longer that's a long-term commitment that we've had to make and i think even that alone has taught us about commitment in so many other parts of our lives that it's like, that was the point that I was going to bring up, man, because I was going to say fear of commitment, not only committing to the work lifestyle necessary to build this brand or to build this business and the fear of commitment to a significant other that's going to keep you focused and keep you grounded while you take the entrepreneurial journey. You know, that fear of commitment is critical at that point in, in the very beginning I mean, Seth, we've broken down the framework of the entrepreneurial journey, and we know that mindset is where it goes first. Fear of commitment, you know, on a personal level can possibly deter you off the rest of your journey versus fear of commitment on a business level where it's like, okay, I don't want to commit to this business, but at the same time, you know, that's going to reflect over to your personal life. Yeah. Commit to your personal life and wanting to have success within your family that's going to rub off into your business life. I mean, they're one in the same. Vice versa. They all become one in the same. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because I know a guy who, he has this whole thing. It's like life by design. And he started building that life, I think he said, when he was like 26 and now he's about 47. And he's built his life where he now has financial freedom, like complete financial freedom. And I always tell people this, that for me, from a very young age, being an immigrant coming to this country, First of all, in school, I knew my goal was to get a degree. It didn't matter whether it was for me to please my parents. It didn't matter. So that discipline of what it took to get there, I think, carried on into other parts of my life where I like to think I live my life by design. And I try not to tell a lot of people about it because sometimes people look at you and they want to judge you. Not that I care, but my life by design about who I got married to, my life by design about my career choices, my life by design about, I mean, I don't control who I my, like my son, like I, I didn't say, well, God, I want a son, God, I want a daughter. That's not that. But in terms of like what I could almost control to a certain extent, because you can't control everything like or whatever, but I got married to someone. It's shocking, but it's almost by design. And it doesn't mean I don't love my wife. It doesn't mean I don't care for my wife. But I think for us, we understood because we started being at a very young age, the benefit of building together for a very long time and right. what was at stake. So it didn't matter who came into the pick. Those fundamentals are already set. Yep. It ain't worth it. This yeah. is the path I know I'm going to go. So it doesn't matter yep. when, whether I get stared away from it. I'm coming right. back here because I understand what the big picture is. I mean, the right. big picture from fa- for my family, first of all, because right. I think you set the foundation there and it gets to determine because there's some people who say I build a business because you see I mean, and it's not knocking them. If that's what works for you, it works for them. They, like most people would say, oh, I want to build my fa- my business. I want to build my life, my career. 
And then once I have everything, yeah, I can right. put the puzzle in place where I now find a significant other who gives yeah. me a key. I'm like, that's fine if that works right. for you. But right. I mean, I could ask them, how is it going? For right. me, clearly, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I kind of even always tell people, I'm like, college? I went to a college with 40,000 students. I'm like, what better place to learn about myself, about business, about family, about dating? I mean, 40,000 students and probably, let's say, 55% of them women. Like, what better place to, like, meet different people right. to get to understand them and that type of stuff? So, I mean, right. people going back to the original cause, the fear of commitment. If you're afraid to commit to the discipline of building a business, if you're afraid to commit to a significant other, as long as you alone. And I'm not, I mean, there are people who have built successful businesses who maybe don't have a significant other. I'm not saying you have to build one because if you say, I don't want to be, do that, but I'm going to commit to my business, then fine. Because even from a dating perspective, that person is in the dating pool and you can commit to a girlfriend for a period of time and you get what you need to get out of it. I'm not judging or don't care what that is. That's up to the individual and you move on. If that's what your commitment level is, then fine. That, which means maybe you make more energy to commit to your business, to grow it. And, and that's absurd, but you can be afraid. You can't be afraid, man. I just feel like, again, Seth, you made a very great point where, no, there are entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs out there that don't have to commit per se, to a significant other. But if your circumstance calls for it, then there cannot be a fear of commitment there. So you do, again, yeah. Cecil, you did have a significant other, you know, you were in the course. You already had that, that that part of your journey already there as part of the foundation. Now, you having a fear of commitment there could have potentially created an issue. That's how I feel. So yeah, whether that person didn't have it, it didn't have that personal perspective. I mean, there's people that are fear of commitment for business because they have a family and they have a nine to five and that's where their commitment is. Their commitment is, you know, yeah. I have a fear of committing to a business now because everything to is a business. Side. Side. Yeah, it's on exactly. that makes sense. Right. Cause if right. you have a if you have a cushion in your nine to five right. you have a, a great job, it's now you scary. have a wife and two kids. Yeah. That fear yep. of commitment of saying, Correct. I'm going to give all of this yes. to go start Correct. an entrepreneurial Correct. business. It's madness. It's like, yo, like people are looking at you, are you crazy? And then your mind is telling you what's wrong with you. But I think when you put, when discipline and practice creates an environment where you're not perfection, but your practice becomes repetitive to the point where it becomes second nature. So most people don't even realize that the discipline that they form, because I do think like college nine to five and all these things, me, because that's what I know, they put a, they instill a certain level of discipline in you that you're carrying now on to your personal business. And now this is your business. This is your agenda. This is your, like, this is everything you want. If, as long as you carry on that discipline and practice that you've put in every other part of your life and now you're going to learn the importance of the consequences of the actions you make. If you don't do this, is what happens. If you don't show up here, this is what happens. Because now experience is going to be a teacher at your job. If you call out sick, somebody else replaces you at you in your business. There is no room to call out sick at the start. As you now later on, when you build a team, you can afford not to be there because again, you have built a team that you can depend on. 
and you can remove yourself. So there's different levels, but this is all at the start. You have to figure out these things. And I mean, it's madness. It's crazy. But the discipline, the sacrifices that have to be made for the mind. I mean, now from a mindset perspective, I always say, for me, one of the ways I probably started building my mind was reading. A lot of reading. Because, I mean, before the internet became this massive distraction, most of us just read. I mean, I never listened to... I mean, we I mean, had a book exchange, that's so... Recently, but I mean, exactly. We used we to read books, books and I'd be like, you give me a book. I'd be yeah. like, yo, I bought this book. You can all go to yeah. this book. I mean, but I mean, if you can see, well, for people who are going to see this, watch this, there's books back here. But I mean, I like Think and Grow Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I mean, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad a long time ago, but yeah, I listened to this book. It's different now. With, <laughs> yeah. And if people ask them and say, what's the, what's the single most tool that helped you change your mind and most people would say rich dad poor dad because i think they were reading it from a different perspective i mean when i read rich dad poor dad i mean it's not like i mean this has been over 10 years ago it didn't make any it didn't make the kind of sense that it needed to make for it to change my life now, i'll be very honest with you but now you read a book like that knowing your intentions knowing where you want to get to then you're like yo it's it becomes a bible it's like a teaching moment you're just learning things from it thinking real rich it's a playbook now. It's not just a book. It's a playbook on what I need to do, how I need to do things. I mean, I have this like book here, The Celestine Prophecy, which I talked about in the teaching moment, The Four Agreements. It shifts your mind as to how you need to think. So reading is, it became a very important part for me in terms of my mindset and just how like it opens your mind to how other people think and what you need to do to put yourself in a position to get to that next level. What if your clothing choices could make a difference in your community? Introducing Royal Dynamite, a t-shirt line founded in Los Angeles with deep roots in Sierra Leone. Our founders met in the US with a passion for streetwear and a commitment to giving back to their community. With every t-shirt purchase, we donate a portion of our profits to support education and entrepreneurship programs in Sierra Leone and other parts of the world. Our t-shirts not only represent your personal style, but also your dedication to community and making a difference in the world. Join us in creating a world where your clothing choices are statement pieces and an extension of who you are. Shop now and make an impact. Use the discount code for 20% of your purchase, FAMBABRD20, F-A-M-B-A-B-R-D20. This will give you 20% off your first purchase. Go to royaldynamite.com, R-O-Y-A-L-D-Y-N-A-M-I-T-E, royaldynamite.com. Right, man. No, you're totally right in that regard, Seth, because while, first of all, like I, like I was saying in the very beginning, you will be out of balance and you have to develop the mindset of aiming to be in balance as much as possible. But Seth, from an entrepreneur's perspective and from a family man perspective, there's going to be fear. There, there's going to be opportunities coming your way from either end that you're going to aim mm -hmm. to rush at in order to find that balance. Okay, There's that fear of missing out. Like, for example, perfect. I didn't have to say, you know exactly where I was coming with that because there's going to be opportunities yeah. that friends, colleagues, other investors are taking. For me, Seth, it was a crypto bubble, man. You know, I'm over here trying to stabilize franchising and crypto is the hottest thing in the news and it's going in 
there's that fear of missing out when all of my friends are putting in money and buying um, Shiba and Ethereum and Litecoin and things of that yeah, sort. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, <laughs> I feel like, oh man, I'm missing out on this. But Seth, here we go again. I'm all over the place. No, I'm yeah, I should be yeah. focused on stabilizing this franchise model. But now I'm fear of me missing out on this crypto wave that's going to make me a multi-millionaire in one week. That I lose focus. I hop over there, and now I'm probably not going to hit that result. Bro, I mean, not to even take it far. Collectively, as business partners, I always, I mean, I wrote an article about this about how we. I mean, I made a video about how we fell into a Ponzi scheme. And I always think like we were in the middle of building RD, right? And collectively, me, you, and one of our other business partners lost over $150,000 into a real estate Ponzi scheme because of FOMO. We, I mean, I mean, we had no understanding of what, I mean, we knew, okay, we put money in, it makes us money because this guy is a real estate developer. That's as much as we knew, we understood initially so it's like, I give you money, you give me money back. I don't care what you're doing with it. I'm not asking to understand more of what you do with my money. But over time, it, the well dries up and it's like, yo, where's my money? And eventually we found out it was a scheme. But then I think to myself, like, here we were also building a very young business. If we had taken all that money, because that's a lot of money, and put, in, put all that money into RD and perfected the craft and skill of building RD, what would it have been? shortly after versus us saying, well, hey, there's a lot of influx of money coming. We can quickly double it. I mean, that fear of missing out of like, oh, quick money. I mean, a lot of young people suffer from that. Sometimes it's foolishness, life, whatever you want to call it. But I think that fear of missing out really cripples a lot of entrepreneurs in the start of things or until you understand your true purpose or your true journey. Like try to stay away from people coming at you with new ideas like you you got to stay away from that because that really cripples how you think because it affected us i mean we i mean it's funny i'll tell a quick story about that same story when we went to a lawyer and that we were sitting in the office and we explained to him what had happened and he said to us i think you guys got stuck into the ponzi scheme (laughs) yeah in culver city and I mean, I remember Obi like denying it, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, damn it, I've been telling yeah, you guys because yeah, I, know. I mean, I know. Bernie Madoff wasn't far removed, so it was damn. Did I really just get suckered, and did I really just fall into a Ponzi scheme? And I'm just like, well, I've been trying to use that word to explain what was going on, but maybe nobody wanted to accept it. But now a lawyer tells us this is exactly what has happened, and it's like, damn, you feel stupid, but well, well, in all actuality, Cecil. When you were raising, when you were ringing the alarm, it actually did have some effect to where we said, ah, Cecil may be right. Let's cash out. So we started. So, yeah, yeah, so, now, so everyone cashing out is what caused the collapse because I went in my yeah. cash. Cecil was cash. Everyone's got everybody wanted their cash out. But remember that Ponzi yeah. system was taking money from Cecil, giving it to Raphael. And giving it to Raphael, giving it to another. Yeah, right. So when we all decided to do that, but if that's everybody says I want to take out at the same time, then it's like right. the system crumbles and right. at the same time, but yeah, it goes down to the fundamental level, fear of missing out. So all these things from a mindset perspective, lack well, of self-belief, being all over the place, fear of missing out, fear of commitment. These are the foundational things that I think as an entrepreneur, as a family man, you have to figure out how you overcome these things in order for you to be able to 
get over the hump and get to the next level. And Ralph and I have talked about some of the ways we dealt with, I mean, that. I mean, it's funny because recently I woke up May 1st, I mean, well, whatever, and I had super mad anxiety, bro. Like, like, like I'd never heard before. I think part of it was because, I mean, I'll see this. I'm turning 40 later on this month. And I think it hit me that, damn, like, I mean, just these questions you always ask yourself in life, what am I doing? Where am I at? Because people see it from outside. They don't know what's going on in your life. And they just think everything is fine and dandy. You've got it together or whatever you tell them, whatever structures we tell people on social media, but it all hit me. And I'm just like, I got, I went into panic mode. So much negative energy and negative thoughts came into my mind. I came down to my office. I turned out all the lights and I, I started meditating. Like I turned on this app and I started meditating and for about 15 minutes, I did that. And even, and I was trying to train myself. And I said, yeah, I got to do this meditation thing a lot more because I mean, when you focus, it's another level of discipline and sacrifice. When you learn how to focus your mind on something, you're taking away all the negative energy. You listen to the music, the sound, and it's telling you channel it this way. And after that 15 minutes, I was so much more calm because I practiced my breathing. The room was dark. It was this whole Zen thing that I, I don't do, but I felt like right in that moment, I needed to do that to just literally wipe everything out and not be in this like, because I mean, it was a Monday. There was a lot of deadlines that I had to get to from a business standpoint. And I was like, yeah, I can't have a whole week of anxiety because I've had those. Yeah, for sure. Where you're just panicking because you just, everything's just not going right. Or just the world, like life hits, bro. Life hits. Yeah, life hits, man. Hey, Cecil, you're totally right, man. Now, first of all, Cecil, that was a key form of self-care. Let's categorize that. That moment you take yeah. for yourself. That's yeah. sometimes it's me hopping in the car and taking an hour and a half drive to LA, to anywhere, to the middle of nowhere, just to play my right music with the right vibe, focus on myself. I have no distractions and get my mind right because that anxiety truly eats at me. And I think that's the choice we make when we say we want to become entrepreneurs. Okay. Get ready yeah. for the anxiety. Get ready for the headaches. Get ready for the uncertainty. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. what you did yeah. there was self-care. That's that was a very that was a key gem right there. Turn it off. You I mean, I had to significant. I couldn't figure out anything else. And I'm just like, yo, I don't meditate, but I don't yeah. even sit still because like you you just go into panic mode for everything right. that's going on. And I was just like, you know what? I had learned about the whole meditation thing. And I tried it before when I was going through a rough patch at one point in time in my life. So I was like, let me just do this again right now. Crazy. And yeah, 15 minutes sit still oh. for 15 minutes. As soon as these ideas are coming into my mind, I'm yeah. literally yeah. batting them out, okay, kicking them you. out by just being yeah. present. And it helped me get through the week, things like that. Oh. So, I mean, because at the end of the day, I think from a, being in our positions, there are days where we don't get to control our, our days, yeah. our weeks. Agreed. I mean, Ivy might come home stressed out from what she's dealing with at work, and, and, and it you. takes you right. You, exactly. You got to balance that plus whatever else you have to do. Or my son might want to come home and play extensively, yeah. and he just doesn't want to leave me alone. I mean, it sounds like sounds bad, but it's true. Yeah. And I need him to go do something else. I don't want to give him a phone because I don't want and all these kinds of things. And you're trying to balance all those things, and you're just like. Hey, how do I keep all this stuff together in my mind and still be able to conquer and do what I need to do? Because yes, with entrepreneurship, there's flexibility to, for you to be able to do these things, but there's also self-discipline that you need to practice.
practice for you to be able to make sure you accomplish your goals at the end of the week, month, whatever the time frame is to get to, uh, I mean, where you need to get to. So I think it's kind of really important how we treat the mind in this whole entire process, bro. Really. Right. I mean, mindset is, again, it's the first, from our perspective, based on our experience, it's the first, you know, pillar of this entrepreneurial journey. Tackle the mindset. Yeah. Feed your mind. Pay attention to what you're putting into it on a daily basis and watch what your mind puts out on a daily basis. All these things are key. Podcasts, reading books, things that sort of sense. These things sound so creating cliche systems, nowadays. Man. Yeah, creating systems. These things sound so cliche, but they were a true necessity, man. I used to listen to music every time I drove, but now I would say 70% of my driving, I'm listening to podcasts. Oh, the yeah, other definitely. 30, I listen to music, but then I and then I have like the law where on Fridays I just listen to music. And right. I mean, I listen to upbeat music because Fridays is like, okay, it's end of the week. Yeah. I don't want to listen to, I mean, for four days, I've been listening to nonstop, like entrepreneurial stuff, feeding my mind with the good stuff. But today I just want to be, I just want to be in the state of mind where I'm going into the weekend happy, whatever the case might be. I want to be in a good mood, whatever. So I listen to music and these are all systems. I think you need the systems. You need the calendar. You need organization. You need to put all these systems in place and you need to be disciplined following them for you to be able to project yourself to the next level. Yeah, man. Cecil, first of all, all great points. And again, before we wrap this, I wanted to probe you a little bit of, for, about FOMO, but from a family perspective. Yeah, we talked about FOMO from an entrepreneurial perspective, man. You have different opportunities flying your way and you're willing to lose focus on the main task and run that way. But what about from a family perspective? How do, how in the beginning of this journey, what do you condition your mindset to not have FOMO when it comes to family? Let me give you an example, man. Or let me mm-hmm. give you some rationale behind this. Where it's Sunday right now, sis, and you and I are recording where you're work mode and you scroll on IG and you see your friend at the park with their son. How do you remain in balance and not lose the work that we're doing now? And feel like, oh no, I need to do the same as my friend is doing and take my son to the park as well too because that's a part of me being in balance. But there's work needs to be done. Have you faced that? I mean, it's, I think it's, what are your thoughts? it's discipline because discipline, I mean, and I use that word and it might sound loosely, but it is because I've conditioned yeah. myself to understand that the journey and the results that I want are different from my friends. Like you can't right. keep up okay, with yeah. this. I don't okay. want to. I mean... And yes, but you have to keep reminding yourself because now your mind plays the trick that, hey, it's Sunday, your friend's actually yeah. chilling with their kids yeah. and having yeah. fun and you're yeah. letting your kid <laughs> sit there and do something else. He needs to be outside, but there's a yeah. time and place. So for me, I mean, before we actually came to record this, I took him outside. We played, we drove in his car, did whatever he needed to do for a good hour because he wanted to go outside. We came in, we ate. And then I said, hey, I got it. I mean, I got to do work for the next couple hours. I tell my wife, hey, for the next two hours, I'll be recording and doing this stuff. So, I mean, kind of need that space. It's a Sunday, but this is me even taking my Sunday and saying, I have to do these things. I mean, back in the day, the playoffs, I'm going to go watch basketball. Let me go do this. But I'm like, there's a time and place for these things. And for me, from my family perspective, my wife and I have decided we have a 10-year financial independence goal 
So therefore, we almost have to have tunnel vision and blockers to understand that if our friends are like right now going to the beach or they're driving to Miami or they're doing whatever, if my schedule doesn't permit me to do that right now, then I don't do it. There's a time and place for things because these are sacrifices I have to make now for the greater good of what I need to accomplish later, not to say I don't enjoy life. I mean, hey, birthday's coming up, got to figure it out, enjoy life. You're going to do whatever you want to do. Like, I mean, but you have to just make sure ultimately as an entrepreneur, you, you have, and I'm going to use the word balance, but I really, like I always tell you, I don't believe in it in the general sense of like equilibrium, 50 feet, you have to make balance when it's necessary and say, Hey, these are the things that I'm doing. These are the things that I need to do for my family, because at the end of the day, Whatever we do, good or bad, we get to live with the consequences of yep. our actions. So you have right. to think of it from that perspective, man. I mean, right. I know, uh, break, break, and it's man. funny, I know I do it, but I know you of all people, you taught me the idea of prevention is better than cure in anything you do. So, yep. I mean, I know for you, with, with certain things about family, you always say sass. Before it even happens... I got to prevent it from happening. I mean, you can't control everything, but I know you taught me that. So I always think when Ralph says prevention is better than cure. So before I make a dumb mistake that will affect my family, is this worth it? Nah, I'm good. I'm not going to do it. And that's just the way I approach things. So yeah, correct. I mean, now great breakdown, man. Great breakdown. I mean, and staying in that. So I would say, because I mean, I know, I mean, just based off of what we're business owners, we're good friends, we are brothers. Of course. I know you have multiple things going. Like you have, I yeah. mean, you have a kid times three. So you have my life, if you want to put it that way, times three. You have the franchise, the subway business. You have, we have RD. We're now putting our time into podcasts. I mean, it's not as intensive as maybe the others. Maybe we record, but we also have to get to a point where we promote this stuff to the outside world. I mean, how do you handle all of this from a mind? Like, how do you? Get your mind right. Man, Seth, to be honest, bro, it's really just me. I hit the light switch multiple times a day, and I hit them at key points and times. You know, I don't want to make it seem like I'm a robot within this. You know, I actually do have life within me. I'm not just systematic. (laughs) It may sound like a boring family. Oh, it's 3 o'clock. I put the games away. Right, exactly. You know, but literally hit the switch off and on, and... When I hit the switch off on business time, I hit it off on business time, and I hit the switch on personal family time, I hit it on fully. I think that's my key. First of all, I have to fit it all within a day. Within my yeah. day sets, let's say my day starts at 6 a.m. and it ends at 8 p.m., that's a good 14 hours. I'm going to find my best way to fit in. Again, there's not balance. My entrepreneurial perspective may take eight of those 14 hours. My personal relationship may take three out of that 14, and then my kids may take three out of that 14. Yes, it should be the eight, but this is what I'm working on. My goal is to work on changing the eight to the three and the three to the eight, where I'm spending more time with the Makes family sense. and less time on the business. So I divvy up the time that way, Seth, and when that six hours is up on the business, I hit that switch off and I hit the switch on my wife. When that time is done, sorry, babe, mm-hmm. hey, go ahead and do your thing for the evening, switch off. Switch on for the kids. It's time for Taekwondo. It's time for this. It's time for that. It's homework time. When it's time for personal Ralph time, that's the greatest switch that I hit, Seth, because that next day, it's going to be critical that Ralph had his time in order to put in the time into business, 
personal Makes and sense. children. You know, so that's how I really go about it, man. That fear of missing out, you hit very great points on that, man. Relate, you know, sometimes I feel the guilt, man, where I'm on a Sunday morning, I'm out, you know, grinding out in LA doing whatever it is. And I know that my kids probably want to have breakfast with me. It's a sick feeling sometimes, but it's a feeling hey, that I, I see you, my, I see you in Hawaii the whole last week, and I'm sitting mm-hmm. there thinking, like, damn, well, I need to be at a beach, but I'm like, yep. okay, I got things to do. Like, this, yep, this, got this enough is enough. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do at the end of the day. So you're right. I mean, there's always that balance that we have to have within the family, the balance that we have to have within the business. I mean, or figure out what what works. Because I think at the end of the day, you have to constantly have a growth mindset. And that has to drive you to a goal. And once you, you have that, then you set your goals, you create and structure your life. I mean... We use calendars. I, like I said three years ago, I wasn't using calendars, but now my life is on the calendar to the point where, I mean, I have to look up my calendar to see what I have in the future. And if it's not there, it's not happening. So therefore, if there's anything that needs to go on there, this is what reminds me. This is structure for me. And these are the things that we put in place to help us be more efficient. And efficiency leads to, it gets you closer to your goal. It just does. I mean, and putting your... Bro, I mean, if, I mean, you know, if it's not on it, it's not, it, it doesn't happen. So ultimately, I have to put myself in a space where it's like, okay, this is RD's block. This is a um, real estate block. This is, I mean, if it's not, if there's nothing there, it's like, okay, I have the time to go chill out with Ken. I mean, even like there's a reminder for me to pick up my son from daycare every single day. <laughs> I mean, now I'm conditioned that I might not forget it, but there might be a day I'm into it. That if it didn't pop up on my phone to remind me, who knows? I could be like, oh, snap. Like, I mean, it's happened. It's actually happened before when you don't have your phone around you and then you're doing something and then you're like, oh, my God. And I'm calling them now like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm running. I'm picking up Ken's because they're worried like, hey, why is Ken like dad not here? Whatever the case might be. So, I mean, you have to have that. And then obviously, I think from a mindset perspective, we all need to put ourselves, we all have to have a support system because we've talked about all these things. We have to have a support system. People understand the journey that we want to go through, whether it's through family or entrepreneurship. And the more you have people understand your journey, I think the easier the path or the journey becomes because if you don't, if everybody's always questioning you, then you're questioning yourself all the time. And that questioning of the mind is really limiting. It does not help you get to where you want to get to. You just have to be resilient with your, with, you have to be, you have, you, you have a goal. It doesn't matter what anybody's saying. It doesn't matter what all, every, all people, your friends, it doesn't matter. You have to be resilient to say, yo, got to get here. And then as you can afford it, you got to build a strong team. I mean, Ralph and I, we have people behind the scenes that help us do things that otherwise we cannot do now because at the end of the day, we don't have that luxury or time anymore. So you have to have people behind the scenes doing, even if like they always say, you can't have million dollar dreams with $10 tasks. There is a time and place for it. And in the start, you are everything and you have to do it. But as soon as you can get rid of those, you should. And it comes obviously with responsibility and revenue and all these things from the entrepreneurial perspective on the family side. Yes, I mean, you do what you got to do. You make sure you find time to not burn out in self-care. I mean, you have to build to get to where you need to get to, but 
it all starts in the mind. If you cannot discipline the mind, you cannot like get it to where you need to get it to, you're not getting there. And you're going to keep wondering why am I not successful? Why am I seeing all these people? Because even the people who we see making content for fun and we're like envious of their lives, they're so disciplined and structured in creating that content for you to enjoy that you might be like, oh my God, but while he's, I mean, while this dude might be spitting out six pieces of content a day, he's maybe back there working. You're just seeing this content. Like, oh my God, I need to be like this guy. But it's because he put in the work. He structured his time. He structured his mind and he's getting it. So, I mean, I think people out there, all my dadpreneurs, mompreneurs, entrepreneurs who are starting, the mind is an important thing. The mindset, the growth mindset is prime and do what you got to do. Read your books, listen to your podcasts, build a team, have people around you that are going to support you. Have like, a, I mean, you need a confidant. Like for, if I know I'm stressed out, I don't probably want to talk to my wife about it. I talk to Ralph. I mean, these kinds of things, or you have to have a wife that can listen to you. Like you have to be able to talk to your wife about your problems, about things that are bothering you because she can give you insight or just anything. Like you need a support system that's going to be there for you to be able to get to the next level, man. So any last oh, yeah, words man. for the audience, yeah. Ralph? Well, well, I just know that we, you know, I know that we've referred to a lot of the situations in this combo as, you know, males dealing with their wives, but ladies, if you listen, well, fellas listening in on this and you are dating a mompreneur and you're dating that woman yeah. that is going through that journey, this entrepreneurial journey that we're breaking down as well too, all the game that we gave and we're saying from a from you know from our wife's perspective, you must play that from a husband perspective as well too. And there, you know, as we grow this podcast and all future episodes coming up, we will bring on a woman to break down that perspective as well too. You know, and also you know we'll make sure that you know this remains relatable for everyone listening now. Everything that we're speaking of is through experience. It's what we go through, and hopefully, what solutions. Out there, I mean, because I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a whatever PhD at any of these things, but we learn through experiences and we learn what works. And we say, hey, this worked for me. Doesn't it doesn't mean it will work for you? But if you can take elements from what from this, and I mean, Ralph and I, we kind of just exchange notes and things like that. So definitely, we've enjoyed just putting this out there. I mean, this is vulnerability. I like to say because otherwise, I'm not telling people some of these inner secrets of my life or whatever the case might be. So don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid of putting your story out there, letting people know, because you can learn from people. People will call me and tell me like, yeah, I heard you talk about this. This is a way you can solve it because this is what I'm doing. So let's put it out there. Let's tell our stories. Let's learn from each other and let's grow. So thank you guys very, very much for listening. Please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. The Family Man Building a Brand podcast. Check us out on your favorite podcast platform. And until next time, thank you guys very much. That's it for today's episode of Family Man Building the Brand. We hope we left you with a ton of value from this episode. If you like what you heard, feel free to leave us a rating and a review. This helps our show gain traction with other listeners just like you. You can join our community by subscribing and following Family Man Building the Brand on your favorite podcast platform. Remember, we're family and together we build.